Hello, everyone. How are you doing today, everyone? Lovely. How are you doing today, Rachel? Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy today. Yeah. For a change. <laughs> Raquel's had, had a great week. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah. Suck it, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Never heard that word together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pandemic. Uh, sorry, Denmark is partially open next week. But yeah, we are still in the shit, but uh, not so much as one year ago. So I think that we can be a little bit more optimistic now. Or maybe not, but you know, let's be just, just you know. Let's pretend. Yeah. Let's pretend. Exactly. Let's pretend. <laughs> <laughs> time, time to time to pretend MGMT. Yeah. I think I attached that. Was that in the last podcast? <laughs> but I think so. Nothing. Probably we have touched so many subjects by now that it's going to be very difficult not to repeat ourselves. At some point, we will repeat in ourselves. You know, so everyone repeats themselves. You know, <laughs> it's true. No, but it's, it's kind of true. Like you, like if you talk to your friends and stuff, or whoever you talk to. Often you have the same conversations over and over again. Over and over, <laughs> over and over. Especially when you complain about your ex, it's like all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, right? Because then you 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 just go over the same story and, and then you, you just kind of go back to that torture that you went through. It's, it's horrible. I don't know why we do this, honestly. It's just it doesn't make any sense. It's like yeah, did you see this movie, a scary movie? It's the parody yeah, of yeah. uh but not not the not the scary one. How uh, what's the name of the funny ones? Scary movie, right? Scary movie, yeah. A scary, scary movie, movie yes. One, two, three, four, yeah. Yes, it's the parody of three. Anyway, I don't remember in which one, one, two, three, whatever. It's uh, the stars with this blondie, and she's running away from the psychopath. <laughs> she's running That's away scream. from. The I think it's the the scream. Yeah, it's, I think it's one. I think it's uh, scary movie. The first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first one when, when she's running away from the psychopath and then she gets to this road and then there are two ways and one, there is a huge uh, sign that says life and the other one is death and then she's hesitating and she's like, ah, and then she goes to death. So yeah, yeah. you know, I, I feel like not the same, but you know, it's like, I feel like, okay, if you can choose between be optimistic, be pessimistic, be happy, be miserable, today, just for a change, I'm going to be, I'm going to be choosing be happy and optimistic. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, it's a good choice. Forgiveness and and that that the with the exit with the exes is like the two roads: forgiveness or unforgiveness. Unforgiving. Yeah. I meditated yesterday, so I am in this sand state of mind. I am going to actually something really? that. Uh, yeah. That's great. Yes. Is it is something that came out? I mean, I did before the pandemic. I did before 2020. I started to do it in 2019. Uh, it was horrible at the beginning. I just didn't see the purpose. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was just uh, very, very difficult. But a friend of mine inspired me. And she said like, uh, hey, Raquel, why don't you try this? Because it's going to be good. It's going to slow down your mind. And I was like, um, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was very, uh, it was very nice. It was very nice. Uh, I, I have to say that I don't practice it every day because mm -hmm. I'm still struggling. Sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes I try to do it and it's just not, you know, I just it doesn't go. Uh, but another times I get there and it's really like it's a reset of the brain, completely. Hmm. 
I mean, I'm, not, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not an expert either. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I meditate. I think I meditate maybe three times a week. But but definitely for sure, like it's not. It's not always peaceful. You know, it's not always like I lose myself. I would say like once once every two weeks, I have a, a really. Uh, Word, like transcendent experience mm-hmm. oh, and, oh. and maybe, maybe and maybe the rest of the time it's like i'm thinking about how hungry i am like i'm thinking about <laughs> right now you know i always if, if anyone notices like in the podcast like around halfway through i get a little bit snappy yes, uh, i noticed that <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's because i'm really hungry you know but um but i try to suppress it but when you started meditating and when I started meditating um, last year, like in the pandemic. Like, I don't, obviously I tried it before, like on and off, but uh, like uh, consistently, maybe April or May or June last year. It's one of those, but I've done it. I've done it for a while, and I like it a lot. I think everyone should do it. I mean, why not? You know, just to sit there, and even if you don't like listen to anything, just to sit there and like indulge in in your own thoughts and just to try to disconnect. Yeah. Bad about so, yeah. I mean, for me, it, you know, when people start to talk about meditation and bringing all these uh, Eastern uh, uh, practices, and and I thought like, yeah, but I'm just like such a brute Western woman. You know, like, this thing is not going to work for me, you know, because I'm hysteric and this is how, this is my nature. And, and that's why probably I should meditate anyway. But anyway, I was just like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the whole purpose, right? But then I I, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, for me, the way I understand it in the West, meditation is just like, uh, um, just, just, just turn off the mobile phone, uh, get off the screen, sit down, don't even watch the TV, don't even... I mean, don't watch the mobile phone, nothing, and then just sit down and and be present in whatever you are doing. Because, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, for me that's meditate already. And I have to say that when I paint or when I do something artistic with my hands, uh, that that's for me the when my brain completely relaxes. Would you say? That's... Would you would you say that you were inspired hmm. to meditate? Uh, I uh, I was kind of uh, I I, I try to okay Uh, yes yeah I mean first of all yes (laughs) yeah we are mentioning this word inspire right because we wanted to talk about inspiration today in the podcast Um, um, and and yeah this is a very good start (laughs) but go on go on go on sorry sorry yeah, uh, no, I mean, you asked me if I was inspired. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I had an anxiety attack a few years ago and it came just out of the blue, you know? I mean, basically, well, probably nothing comes out of the blue. I mean, especially an anxiety attack, uh, but uh, I was not expecting it, of course. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I tried, you know, my, my rational brain was trying to understand why was that happening and, and um, and if it was anything that you can do, because basically if you go to the doctor here and you tell them that you're anxious, then they say like, yeah, but relax, don't stress. And you are like, <laughs> that's they it. You, do they try to give you pills and stuff like that? No, no, uh, which is very strange because in Denmark, uh, it's very common that you take the, the happy pill, as they call it, you know, and uh, I have never taken it, but it's, 
apparently it's very common in, in this country, people is depressed and, and then they go to the doctor and then they are like, oh, I'm a bit sad and down, boom, happy pill. So everybody really is... Sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Everybody's stunned in this country. Um, but but no, I went to the doctor and I said, you know, because it was very physical, you know, I was exhausted. And then, you know, for, for two weeks when I had the anxiety attack, I was really like, shit, you know, I was feeling shit, you know, I was just really like, you know, with all these things that you cannot breathe. I mean, it was horrible. So so it, it came to a point when I thought, okay, I'm going to have to take some drugs because this is like, honestly, I'm going to die from a heart attack or something. Um, but no. I didn't take anything and then I was just trying to understand it. Where, where, where was that happening? And that's when I started to, to think of um, slow down my mental activity and try to meditate and try to be more present, you know? I, I mean, I guess anyone who has anxiety, everybody, sorry, has it for a different reason. So, so I was inspired by my own hystericism <laughs> to start. Yeah. Hysteria, hysteria. Hysteria, yeah, 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 yeah. Hysteria. I was trying to think of the word. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I mean, hysteria, I mean, it's just probably a stress or whatever it was. I still don't know why uh, it happened, but I guess it's like uh, that, 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 um, you know. Yeah. Maybe it happened, maybe it happened to inspire you to begin a journey in which yes. you don't know where it ends. So you haven't finished that journey now. And maybe in five years, you'll know the point yes. of the hysteria and you'll look back on it. <laughs> That was why I had a fucking break. Um, I I don't know. I, I feel like I I have a, I had a breakdown. I did when I was thirty, and it wasn't because I was thirty. Was it? The thirties crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On my birthday, it was a big cliche. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting so old." No, I no, it wasn't. It, it was it was it was uh it was like a. It was, it was the end of a relationship. I, mean, oh. I, was, I was a complete mess, complete mess. Yeah. And now when I look back on it, like I think that that was my, you know, people, I don't like using the word awakening because I feel like it sounds so cliche. And yeah, it's, but that's it's what been it is. Like, yeah, it's been like banded around everywhere at the moment. And like, I, but I, I do feel like it was a little bit of an awakening because it started something, definitely. It started a change in my life. It started a change in like gaining confidence in who I am. And and so I needed that to inspire me. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's this inspiration is such an important uh, um, element of our lives, right? I, I cannot understand people who hasn't feel uh, or yeah inspired by anything, you know. And they just wake up and then they just do their routine, whatever the routine mm -hmm. is. And for me, I mean, I cannot understand life without inspiration. And I'm, I'm, I'm always constantly trying to look for something that inspires me to do something uh, else, you know? And it feels pretty dull when I don't find it. You know, it's just like, um, yeah, for me, it's very important. So what uh, is inspiration? So what, how would you define inspiration for yourself? I mean, I'll, 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 I, can, I can explain what it is for me afterwards, if you want, or I can do it for you, but what is it for you? Yeah, I mean, in 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 terms of uh, in terms of okay, if you do something creative, is uh, is is inspiration is one thing, but in general, for me, inspiration is um, uh, to have the will uh, or the desire to do something different from what I am doing at the moment, 
uh, and what this, I mean, and what, uh, uh, yeah, because if I don't feel inspired to change, then I will never do it, right? So, so for me, it's important to, I mean, not always, you know, I cannot be uh, changing radically my 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 life every day, but at least uh, when when you feel that everything is so dull that you have been doing the same thing for a while, and uh, yeah, for me, inspiration is that you know the will of. Um, not just carry on, but just always learn something more, something that allows you to to grow uh, as a person, you know, and um, um, yeah, and, and keep adding things to your life uh, that that yeah that make you uh, the kind of person that you want to be. So so it's like a process basically, um, but I need that constantly, you know, because otherwise I will feel like oh, routine is routine for me is the death of life. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just like, woof. you know, yeah. it's just, uh, woof. no, doing everything. I think, I, I think that's what's happened, you know, like, I'm, I feel I, I feel better now, but I think that happened to me in the last month. The, my, routine. the routine, yeah, the routine became yeah. too much. And like, cause, because in the last year, you know, like in previous podcasts, we've discussed how, you know, last year was great for me personally in terms of like gave me, you know, avenues in which to mm -hmm. concentrate and, to like be alone, be alone with myself and all of that type of stuff. But mm. in the last month, I was lacking inspiration. And I, I think it was the routine of my of my day to day, you know, yeah. and trying to, I think it was more like trying because some things changed in my life. And I was trying to keep hold of that routine that I developed over the year. But to allow personal change, I needed to to, to let that go a little bit. And I think that this sort of like um, made me, it, it, it created this like, uh, not, it wasn't huge, but it was like a, a, a lack of motivation mm. and more like I was lost. And then I was thinking about this podcast this week. It was interesting when you told me, you know, that should we do the inspiration? Should we do one about inspiration? I was like, yeah, because I was sitting here, I think on that day or the day previous, thinking like feeling sorry for myself, like talking, you know, being a fucking idiot, feeling sorry for myself. And I was just, and I was sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, the only way that I will change this feeling is by literally telling myself to change it. You yes. know, like I, I can't, nothing is going to just like drop out of the sky and just inspire me. Like I have to be open to that change, you know? Yeah. And I think that from, I, you know, reading about inspiration a bit, thinking about my own personal experiences a bit, I feel that inspiration comes when you're open to it if you're not open to it inspiration will not come so it's, yeah. it's almost like it's almost like a mindset you know you know there's a cliche story about like the apple hitting um what's the guy's name newton that's it i'm sorry no. yes newton because yeah, there's so yeah. many myth myths with the apple <laughs> well, he, yeah, well, he, he has the newton meter which measures yeah the, the one the one in cambridge <laughs> <laughs> he has a huge meter which measures all of that stuff you know yeah. <laughs> that, that we understand that we understand that Richard but, but you are talking about Newton from Cambridge the one who discovered uh, gravity and uh, yes that's it yeah then, yeah Isaac Newton that's it and he, so the, the, the apparently the apple landed on his head and in that moment he discovered he he, he clicked and he was like gravity you know yes now yes. he was open <laughs> he was open to it 
you know, he was open to that. He was he probably wasn't sitting under the tree feeling sorry for himself, you know, talking about, oh my god, like I'm never gonna discover gravity. You know, it was like <laughs> he was, you know, he was he was he was sitting there and he probably had a little had a little notebook out. To be honest, the story probably isn't even true. But yeah, let's imagine it is. Who knows? Let's imagine, yeah, let's imagine it is. So he's probably sitting there with a little notebook out, like doing some equations and all of that type of stuff. And then because he was open, the universe brought him that. The universe dropped that apple on his head. And and I think that this is this is um, the essence of being inspired. You know, I think being inspired can also be one moment. It can also be like a, a period of time. Yes. Um, but I mean, for me, it's very important personally. Um, yeah. But you also have yeah. to work uh, in order to, you know, because, I mean, you said something before, like lack of motivation and inspiration. And I don't know if inspiration and motivation are motivation are the same thing. I don't think mm -hmm. so, because, uh, yeah, to, to feel motivated, you need to also work it out yourself. You know, it's like uh, sometimes, you know, it's Sunday. I just want to stay all day in bed. I don't want to do anything, you know, and um. Yeah, for, for me this year, 2020, it's been like a killer in, in terms of, you know, I think that uh, I, I just found self-motivation out of nowhere, just to do things, to keep yourself going, to push yourself, not to just, yeah. you know, just like collapse. Like, 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 <laughs> a, like an old pair, you know, you know, your old wrinkly pairs that just get yeah. smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's, um, uh, but but it's not it's not uh, uh, you know uh, it's not coming from anywhere that so many people is feeling depressed uh, in the world that so many people is having uh, problems with uh, yeah with depression anxiety which is pretty heavy stuff you know um, because yeah because some, some, maybe these people they are just unable to find or or to develop self motivation. They don't, they don't teach us how to be self-motivated. You know, we are kind of trained to either consume whatever they put in the little screens that we are attached to every day. And we just consume that, you know, we don't really even think critically what is coming through those screens. And um, if you have a job, you know, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember, you know, I used to work in London in a restaurant and I used to work with a girl and her husband was working in, I, I shouldn't tell this story, but I'm gonna say it because I thought it was hilarious, you know? And uh, the guy was working in the kitchen, right? Uh, the husband of my colleague was working in the kitchen. Um, and you know, there was a party, an event or something happened. I don't know, it was a disaster because uh, the main chef had left this guy in charge. And, and then, you know, he did, every, everything was wrong, right? And then uh, the, the main chef was just telling him off, like, what the, what the fuck did happen? You know, I mean, how did, you, how did you manage to do this? Like, it's like, everything is wrong. And I was like, don't you think? And then he was like, no, I don't think. And the main chef was like, what do you mean you don't think? And he was like, I don't think when I work, you know, I just work on pilot. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, so the moment, of course, the moment that these men have to think, Yes, but that's crazy, right? I mean, the, the moment that you, you have to think, then everything collapses because you are unable to do it. You're unable to think, you know? And for me, this is like, I mean, it's, it's kidding, you know? Is anyone, I mean, yes, most of the time, sometimes, not most of the time, but sometimes I, I am on pilot also. But, but, you know, I realize that being on pilot is killing me. It kills my creativity. It kills my, it kills my will to, to, to wake up in the morning. 
I need to do something that is out of the blue, <laughs> that is not on pilot I, all the time. I just had a, I'm a bit moody, right? I'm not so moody now. Raquel's cheered me up a little bit, but like I was moody, <laughs> I was moody, I was moody before we started the podcast because I had a class with um, some some students in eighth grade, and I had a great day and all that. But I look, I I logged onto this class and I set them a new unit, and their faces. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like I felt so. Um, so much pressure to inspire them because of how miserable they looked and and it was hard it was hard to it was hard i mean these these people are great you know they're very nice but i was looking at the the screens and like i was just thinking like jesus christ you know like i need i need to do something here because this isn't fair you know but this is really on, on, on these kids yeah like they've been stuck in this situation like imagine when you were however old they are how old eighth grade like 14 14 yeah but I, I don't like know but... uh, so, uh, maybe younger maybe 13 I don't know whatever something like that 13 14 and uh and just being stuck inside an apartment building for like a year that is crazy shit that is crazy shit and so I can't I can't imagine me being me doing that you know I would have I would have <laughs> gone straight I, you know, I, I would have. I don't know what I would have done, but but these guys, these guys have had to do it. Obviously, they get through it. Everyone has to get through their, their shit, you know, in life, and, and they'll be okay. But the thing is that I started trying to motivate them because I designed this unit for them. It's like character design where they have to take like uh, think of aspects of their personality and look at characters, look at famous characters that have been developed in like mil, uh, film and animation, whatever, and then try to take characteristics from those characters. To create a character of their own mm-hmm. it's like a five or six week course and i was uh, and i was explaining this to them and they just looked dead you know oh, they yeah. were like you know like, oh. like, like like no emotion and i was like come on guys come on you know my job is to inspire you know it was like the print i was like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm gonna bring you all together again this is gonna be a fantastic time we're gonna make uh whatever the school's name is great again and all of that type of stuff. <laughs> And like it, you know, and, and they at the end of it, I could see that they like they started like nodding their heads, you know, yeah. at the end, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, so my speech is working. And let's uh, make art great again. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's you know, let's yeah, exactly. And uh, but afterwards I felt pissed off. I was really pissed off because I I was like, this isn't fair, you know, this isn't fair, like. What what they what not not because of them but like it's not fair that in life you have so much shit you have so much structure and so much like rules so many rules and all of that type of stuff mm. and these kids are like having to face and people not just these kids people in general are having to face more of that and then you come up with a project that's supposed to be inspiring and creative yeah and and they are not registering it because yeah. because their because their life has become so mundane. Yeah. And, and and it's it's hard it's hard to see that. You know? Yeah, we are so well trained to uh, kill our creativity, you know, since very early ages. You know, it's like uh, uh, which is the name of this guy who sadly passed uh, last year? Um, Ken Robinson. He's a very famous. Uh, um, oh yeah, what a beautiful man. 
Yeah, so incredible, very inspirational actually. I think he, he made a TED uh, talk. Uh, it was one of the most uh, seen talks in the history of, uh, of this platform. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought it was brilliant, you know, it was so inspirational, you know, and some people, you know, some people, uh, because yeah, we were talking about what inspires you or who inspires you because, and, and you know, when it's a person, it's always so uh, illuminating. It's like, it's like, a, it's like if you open the window and then like fresh air comes, you know, and it's a, such a beautiful and such a magic experience, you know, to have someone who inspires you because, and then it's like, okay, what do you feel? Why someone inspires you? Because I think that the, the way they communicate and the way they say things, you know, they, they, they turn on something uh, inside you, you know, and then they mm. make you, you know, they make you feel alive, you know, and connected and, and, and they make you uh, feel that you belong to something more important yeah. than he, he routine, had such a, you know? that guy had such a talent for that you know oh, i remember watching I, I remember watching it like i, I know he's got a few but I, the first one i watched i remember like him crying yeah because, it, because it, it, it was like the way is the like, essence it's like his he had something special about him that way. like mm. it's like funny and relaxed but also passionate exactly. serious like you know very strange mix I, th I think it's very, it's like belief in what you do and, 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 and yeah, is that, that's your personality, you know, to be passionate about what you do and believe in that, you know, and then never let go. It's like, because before you were saying that you have to teach kids, you know, you have to inspire kids. And wow, for me, this is like a crazy, I mean, this is a really hard job. I mean, I know, I know that you like it and that's what you do for a living. And, but for me, it would be so difficult to to go to go to a class every day and then oh, let's inspire these kids you know it's 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 such a huge responsibility you know I don't want to put pressure on you but it's very no it's, very... it's all right <laughs> is it no 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 it's, it's it's I wanted to like I mean because what you're saying is really interesting because I I think if anyone has passion hmm. for for something then they can teach I, I genuinely believe that obviously obviously you think so, no? yeah I really I really believe it I really believe it like it's it's Almost like I'm sure of it. Like, mm. but, 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 I think that when I, when I, I remember when I was at school, right, I remember my teachers and I don't remember, there was one teacher that was inspiring, one, I remember one, in the whole of my school, even in university, mm. university, college, school, one teacher. Mm. And I, um, maybe that was my problem. <laughs> maybe I was smoking <laughs> too much weed, I don't know. But, <laughs> but like, um, but also I feel like education is changing. I feel like people, teachers now approach it differently. Like before it was very strict and it was like, if you don't do this, yes. you are, you know, you're fucked. But now it seems to be like, you know, you're working like almost like a collaboration. Hmm. You have slightly, you have like more authority than the student, obviously. Yeah. But you, you can clearly express to them, listen, I have a job and I have to grade you. My, my job is to inspire you to get the grades that you need. But yeah. I also cannot give you the grades that you don't, that you, that you don't deserve, right? So, yeah. so you have to work with me so that we can achieve this together so that I don't have Basically, I do my job, I enjoy my job, and you enjoy your learning. 
yeah well. this is very this is very uh, uh anti-fear-based leadership ways you know if i i took this from a series that i am watching now which is like it's cracking me yeah it's, it's fucking hilarious which one the one you were telling me uh, about the other day it's called norsemen Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, called, yeah. it's like a parody of Vikings and oh, it just cracks me up because they take this uh, uh, contemporary uh, Scandinavian um, philosophy, you know, of being open, be communicative, you know, be transparent, uh, you know, not confrontational, <laughs> which is like completely anti-Viking. And then they put all these back in the Viking era, you know, and of course, if if something, uh, if there is something that the Norsemen weren't, it was just like, non-confrontational, peaceful, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. But, you know, of course, they are they are taking all this and they yeah. are bringing it there and it's like full of irony and it's, 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 it's really hilarious. I'm sorry, but, you know, maybe I am, I am, I am such a fucked up sense of humor, but I really like it. Right, I think it's super funny. It's very funny, but yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's like I think also yes, uh, in academia things are changing. Also in the working place, you remember? Like, I mean, I don't remember, but but before, but I remember because you know I used to work in England, where everything was very, uh, you know, like it was the yeah, how do you play um, higher higher? You know, it was a uh, hierarchy. Hierarchy, yes, thank you. Yeah, and then yeah, it was not very. It was a fear-based leadership, <laughs> you know, which is completely opposite to a Scandinavian one, which is like, no, 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 you have to talk, you know, it's like um, they wouldn't understand that uh, that your leader or your manager uh, was not allowing you to express whatever you are feeling or, or your thoughts, you know, or not your feelings, but, you know, what you think is good for the team and everybody is at the same level and everybody is like, uh, welcome to participate in, in I mean, of course, you know, then I, I am not allowed to go into the general meeting, <laughs> you know, in, in my company, but it's very open culture towards everybody needs to participate and everybody needs to take part and blah, 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 very transparent, democratic, blah, blah. So, so of course, in the school, this is uh, probably happening. You know, when I was little, it was not like this. Whatever the teacher said, that's what you had to do. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I, th I think that that's very... Uh, so funny when you put it like that. Like whatever the yeah. teacher says, you've got to do it. Like the teacher could go, we're doing this, and they'd be like, if you don't do it, like <laughs> something's going to happen to you, you know? And it was actually like that. If you didn't do it, you get sent out of the classroom, you get sent yeah. to the head teacher, and everyone would be like, if I remember the, the little kids in the class, the naughty kids, they wouldn't do it. And everyone, every time like something happened to the naughty kids, everyone in the class would go like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Completely, completely. I remember when I had 13 years old, I don't know what happened with my hormones, but I just had laugh attacks all the time. Honestly, like it was really bad. But, you know, I just was laughing. Uh, you know, everything made me laugh. Honestly, it was like a, it was like a torture. I thought I would never get over that. But especially when we were reading El Quixote, uh, Don Quixote, you know, I just, I just, I just found it hilarious. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, and my teacher was like, Raquel, can you please read and don't laugh? But it was impossible. I just couldn't, you know, and and then, you know, I think I spent most of my literature classes in the corridor because I just had like spontaneous <laughs> laugh attacks. And then I, I used to have like really good marks in literature because I love literature. But, you know, I'm sorry, everything made me laugh. <laughs> I saw the joke in every, every, you know, everywhere. It was, it was maybe, like, maybe, maybe because you got to spend like your literature class like actually reading. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. Because people, I remember sitting in literature class and they'd be like, one, Okay, Richard, can you read the next five lines? 
And, I'll be, <laughs> and then I get nervous, right? Because I don't like reading uh, in, like in front of people. Like, I, don't, I don't know anyone that enjoys that. Maybe, maybe some people do. I don't know, but I didn't enjoy it when I was a little kid. And I'll be like, thou art, <laughs> thou art my princess. And then, you know, everyone, everyone would be like waiting and then someone would say something wrong. People would start laughing. The teacher would start getting stressed out because she yeah. has to meet her targets or whatever for the class. Jokes. Yes. Anti-motivational and non-inspirational, you know. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you that, you know, it's very difficult, especially with kids, because kids probably they are so full of creativity and we we work so hard in killing it <laughs> in everything they do you know just we kill it it's like it's like even when they yeah. ask like why bananas are yellow and then you say oh i don't know you know you know and i love the answers they come up with you know they, they are so amazing you know it's like sometimes they are saying something and i was like why we should write a book about you know what everything this kid <laughs> says you know is golden because <laughs> they come up with a strange, a strange things you know isn't it because they're in the sunshine a lot? I don't know. I think that maybe it's because they know they don't know the repercussions of they don't know how the world works in, in the way adult people uh, understand. Oh, no, it, I understand. was talking about bananas. I was talking about ah, bananas. Ah, sorry, kids. You know, I thought you were talking about. Kids. <laughs> I was definitely. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, she definitely didn't understand. <laughs> Bananas, I have no idea, but you know, ask kids, ask kids, you know, ask kids, you know, because I think that they come up with this, it, they're amazing, honestly, they are such a wonder, and I don't understand why we try to cut their creativity, you know, why we try to make them fit into certain parameters, it's like, it's like, did I tell you the story about this, um, a friend of mine, she has uh, nephews, Danish nephews, Spanish nephews, you know, Oh my God, I love this because I think it's so cool. You know, when they are little and you ask them like, okay, paint something. And, you know, and usually Spanish kids, they take all the colors, you know, in the, from the, from the paints, you know, I'm talking about four-year-old kids, yeah. And then they start to paint like um, a house and a mommy and daddy and my dog and whatever else, you know, the sun, always huge sun in Spain, you know, with a smiley face. <laughs> I don't know, you know, healthy, happy kid. Um, and anyway, she put this drawing in the in the fridge at home. And then next to this drawing, I was like, wow, Angela, this is like a very psychopathic uh, work of art because next to the happy family with the sunny face, you know, it was like a drawing with a black paint. Like, you know, when you're angry and you're just like scrabbling on a paper, like, and then she looked at me and she was like, oh no, that's from my Danish nephew. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I was like, "Who really?" And I was like, "Did you did you send them to the psychiatrist?" Because you know, a four year old kid taking the black paint and doing this. I mean, for me, this is like this is a distress kid, you know. But yeah, I so thought it was. It, do you think? Do you think that because do you think? Well, I mean, this is maybe like going off topic, but we won't go off topic for very long, right? But everyone has <laughs> negative. Everyone everyone has negative emotions, right? So if your yes. kid if your kid is expressing those negative emotions. Slapping. That's something. Like, that's something. Like, that's something I really find interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your kid is <laughs> with a with a yellow, <laughs> you be happy. I'll slap, I'll slap my kid with a yellow with a, with a yellow banana. Be like, no, but like, I, I, 
it, I find it, I find it, <laughs> I find it funny that like we're we're um, in 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 school, right? So when I have to do when I was in my old job, I had to do classes with the kids that are really young, and they had to paint happy stuff. Like if there was anything wow. slightly sinister, straight to the therapist, and it'd really? be like. Well, I wouldn't send them to the therapist. I'd be like, tell me more, tell me more. But like, <laughs> no, but, but, but it would be like, you know, um, I would look at it and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. What's this? Why is he head cold? And then he's like, and then he's like, this is the therapy. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I, saw, I saw him the other night. I saw him last night. I just hear that people, and her head starts to spin, and you're like, mm -hmm, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. But, but, the, but the, if, if other teachers, saw, like my coordinator, would come in in the class, and she'd look at all of the pieces of work. And if there was anything like slightly off, she would pull this face, man. Well, you know, and I'd be like, what I would be like, what do you mean? Like they're six years old. Like, how yeah. can you how can you control like this natural emotion? Like kids are not like you don't just get born happy. Like babies, yes. you've seen fucking babies, they cry all the time. Like yeah. they're not happy, they're not like, oh happy <laughs> <laughs> I don't have bones, look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we did You know, I mean, Richard and me, we don't have kids, so please don't slap kids. You know, we are just like, just saying a lot of nonsense. One but day. One day, yes, uh, one day. Uh, but but you know, I was uh, I wanted to say that when I was even when I was little, you know, I was studying in a Catholic school. Uh, in a nice room, you know, and uh, they, they hit me once with a ruler because I am left-handed, because I am left-handed. And that's like a sign from the devil, you know, and I had to learn how to how to write with my right hand. And I was like, listen, woman, she was a nun, and I, was like, I just cannot do it with my, I mean, I didn't say it yeah. like that because I was not an empowered girl. I was just like, a, <laughs> I was just like a, a victim of the system, you know. But then my grandfather went to the school to talk to those nuns and say like, she's left-handed. Are you fucking retarded or what's your problem, you know? And I was like, yeah, kick her in the ass, I grant that. <laughs> yeah, 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 secretly. No, no but I'm yeah. Left, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm left-handed and left-footed. Left, left, foot, left-footed, what do you mean? Yeah. You kick with your I left. Kick. Yeah, because I'm a boy, it's a really masculine thing to say. I'm, I'm left-footed. <laughs> That's what we used to say, I'm, I'm like a little kid. I used to say that at school, like, like, are you left-footed or are you right-footed? And everyone would be, everyone who's left-footed, like all of the create, like usually the best football players, the, the, no, not the best football players, the most creative, skillful football players are left-footed. Pelé? I'm sure he was. I can check. Messi. Maradona was. Maradona? Maradona. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Was Pelé left-footed? <laughs> no, right foot. <laughs> but, so, I, 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 wait a minute. Ooh. Probably he was ambi, ambi, you know, both foot at the same time. You know, these people are genius. He was ambidextrous. Do you think that they are inspired by something? I mean, because like, uh, well, of course they must be also, but they are naturally skilled. But these people also need to find inspiration in something because it's not just enough being messy. You have to be inspired by something. Yeah. I mean, so I would like to ask Messi, what are you inspired for? By, sorry, 
what are you inspired by when you go out in the pitch, you know, and you play freaking amazing football, you know, you have like five, six golden um, stuff. I don't know what they get for being the best football player in the world, but, you know. Golden um, stuff. Yeah, golden ball, golden ball, mm. something. They get some gold. So they get the yeah. They get the Ballon d'Or. So Ballon d'Or. If if they if they if they if they they like voted by this French football magazine. Just do a bit of info, you guys. I don't get to see this very often, mm -hmm. but Ballon d'Or for the French football magazine, uh, and it started in like the fifties. But this is seen as like the most official, like the most prestigious prize. But now FIFA have started one because they're trying to take the glory away from the Ballon d'Or. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's, and it's basically the best footballer. So ah, you don't have they, to even, yeah. you don't have to score the most goals. You just have to be the best. Just footballer. the best, the best footballer. Yeah, I mean, sport people, sports people, they, they also find inspiration in, uh, you know, I don't know, something, something that, yeah, makes them being uh, greater, you know, maybe, maybe it's uh, their own glory, you know, like uh, when you compete against yourself, you know, just to, just to become better at what you do. And then it's just half inspiration from yourself and then inspiration from, I don't know. It's like, I, I wonder what inspired Picasso also. I always talk about Picasso, you know, but oh, I don't know. I think... so Such a coincidence. What happened? Me and Picasso? Yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> really. No, but last night, so I, last night I went for dinner with my mom and I got back and I saw this. I was on YouTube, but as soon as I walked through the door, I went on, like, my YouTube thing was open and I saw this video. Uh, it's like this uh, guy who, who's like, uh, he makes YouTube videos about art. He's not a practicing artist. I think he might do, he might make videos, but he likes art, but he likes uh, other things as well. Mm. And he done a bit of research on Picasso. And so I saw it and I clicked on it and I watched it and obviously I watched it. And it was uh, Picasso made 50,000 works oh. in his life. 50,000. 50, and I've done the calculation and that works out at, uh, I think it's like just under a thousand for the entirety of his life. No, no, sorry. My bad, my bad. Okay. I've done it wrong. I'm sorry. I've done that in comparison to what I would have to do if I lived until 80. And it's like um, 1,113 pieces of work a year. My God. He lived until he was 90, so it was like... <laughs> Sorry. So, so wow. anyway, he was inspired, obviously. But, but then the guy was talking about how he treated women like shit and how he was, like, single-minded. And, he, you know, that yeah. was his whole thing. You know, his art was just his life. Yeah. I mean, he was a uh, genius. And, um, yeah, I guess that when you get to that level, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean, not, not, I mean, inspiration at that level is like, you know, it's, it's more than a gift. You know, these people are not inspired. These people are born with a gift, basically, you know. I can be inspired, but, you know, Picasso, no. <laughs> Picasso has a no, muse. I'm not sure if I'm like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, well, this is a good uh, topic because I don't know if I agree with this. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that. Like if you think about what he done, like he was he was creating a thousand one hundred pieces of work a year. Okay, like if anyone created that amount of work, they would they would become successful. They would. There's there's almost no doubt about it. Like you know, I and I, so. so I think yeah, I'm 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 sure of it. I'm sure of it. If if you if you showed people if you like let's say in one year I created one thousand one hundred pieces of work, right? 
Any gallery in Panama would take my work. Any gallery. I could send, I could send a thousand one hundred pieces of work to New York or Miami or whatever, and not any gallery would take the work, but a gallery would. Because so, the, so, the, the sheer volume of what you're doing is impressive. Plus, in that volume, you develop a technique and you develop a style and you become an expert in what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's undeniable that that should be shown, right? I'm, I'm only talking about visual art, really. But like, but I think you can apply this to anything. Like, you, for instance, writing. If you wrote, uh, I don't know what the equivalent of, of writing would be, like how many... Uh, articles or, or books or whatever mm. but like if you worked every day and you produced at least one piece of writing every day so yeah at the end of the year you have 365 pieces of writing yeah. that is a lot and you would yeah, have to but, yeah, but not, it, it doesn't happen always like that. You know, there are there have been artists who have been uh, they just have written a book and then bloom. You know, and that book just became like Pwah! masterpiece and then they never wrote again. Um okay, I'm just trying to think of uh, some examples okay. here, but I don't know. <laughs> For instance, you know, I know that uh, you know greatest uh, writers they yeah, they they are they produce uh, Kafka for example, Kafka didn't write a lot, you know, it's like actually he, he also died pretty young and, and then he wrote this book, The Metamorphosis, and then, boah, you know, and then he has like a couple of other books that are also like well known, but it's not that he was writing every day huge volumes, you know, it's not like Dostoevsky or, or Tolstoy, you know, he just wrote like The Metamorphosis, uh, the, uh, what's the name of this other book he wrote, very famous, um, but anyway, the thing is that he didn't produce a lot. Um, Conrad. How Joseph did he Conrad, get down his ideas? How did he? How did he develop his ideas? Well, I guess that you know his life was pretty tedious. You know, he was like an administrative uh, guy in Prague, uh, and he didn't like his job. I mean, of course he was, you know, of course he, you know, there is something uh, inside him who who is special, you know, because he saw something in a way that nobody did. Uh, and then he just put it down on words, and then bloom. It becomes like a masterpiece. And it's not. It's just. It's, it's a masterpiece because it's it's a representation of an era, right? But it doesn't mean that uh, probably if he had written more, it wouldn't be just Conrad, Joseph Conrad. He didn't write that much either. And then he wrote this book, the the Heart of Darkness, and it became like a fucking masterpiece also. So. But 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 do you think that? Like, so, sorry, so the, the idea of someone being a master or a genius or whatever mm -hmm. is a man-made idea, right? It's, it's basically like someone, it's, it's, it's kind of to do with popularity, right? Because if, if enough people, I'm not saying what you're saying isn't true, I'm just, I'm just challenging it because we're doing a podcast, right? So the, the, idea, the idea is that if someone is considered a genius, for example, Picasso or Van Gogh or any of those people are considered a genius, but they're also coincidentally really well known, right? Mm -hmm. And these the same with the writers that you're you're mentioning. Okay, so is it more to do with notoriety that then you're acknowledged as a genius, or do you think that you there are geniuses? For example, there do you, do you think that there are geniuses, so-called geniuses that exist that maybe don't have any uh, name? 
Yes, <laughs> I think I am pretty sure that yes. I'm pretty sure that there were a lot of uh, contemporaries to Picasso who were probably better than him, but they just they never made it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, or there are other people who, I mean, we have seen a lot of examples these days, you know, of people who it's like it's like it's like uh, we have become the archaeologists of genius, you know, and we look for people from the past. You know this documentary, The Sugar Man. Have you seen it? Yeah, searching for the sugar man. Yeah. Searching for the sugar man. You know, I thought it was hilarious, right? Because it's a, it's about this guy who just has, yeah, it, crazy, you know. And then they became like so fucking famous, like many many years after. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I think that I think that culture is that that's how it is, you know. Sometimes it's cruel because a lot of people, I mean, Picasso, uh, not Picasso, sorry, but Van Gogh, he died and he was pretty uh, poor, right, when he died. Um, so there are a lot of examples of so many are Rimbaud, Rimbaud, uh, he, he died and he was poor also. Uh, he also died very young. Um, and, and in the past, you know, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy because not all the artists achieve, you know, I think that Picasso was extremely lucky. I mean, extremely talented, of course, he's a genius, but, uh, but also very lucky, you know, because he was lucky enough to have his work recognized by, um, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he was not the only one painting things like that uh, back at the time. You know, it's not that he invented art. You know, there were other people at the same time as uh, as him. You know, doing yeah. similar things. You know, it's just that yes, of course, he worked and worked and worked, and then uh, because yeah. the, 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 like I mean, do you think like I mean maybe I use art because you know I'm an artist. But also maybe because I think the word genius is, is thrown around a lot within that type of subject matter. You know, artists are geniuses. They're, they're often described as being geniuses. Yeah. And, and not, that, not that I think that artists are all geniuses, of course not. But like what I'm saying is that I, I, find, it, I find it very uh, hypothetical. I find it very hypothetical. Like I can look at something, like I went to the Van Gogh Museum, right, in, in uh, Amsterdam. And I was really underwhelmed, like extremely underwhelmed. I, I, did, I know that obviously he had talent as a painter. I'm not, I'm not disputing whether he had talent or not. Of course he had talent. But for me to call someone a genius is like, to call him a genius, um, I, I, to me, I don't know. That I, I'm not saying he's not, I'm not saying, but I don't look at the work and go like, genius. No, <laughs> the, re the, the, re the reason that Picasso, I feel that Picasso is a genius is because the style of work that he was creating at that moment was very different, like yeah. so different, not like a bit different. It was completely different. And, yeah, yeah. and his, his, his volume as well was different. And Van Gogh, yeah. I don't think was as pro prolific, but I also think there was more of a link with Van Gogh in the period of the time. I, I th yeah, I think it's a difference. You know, you, you can be an artist and you because you, what you do you know you master the art of what you do you know and you you can be an artist but i think that being a genius is a little bit different because you are not only an artist but you are like an inventor you are an yeah. innovate innovate you, know, you innovate right and picasso he innovated you know and to innovate you know because now is everywhere in every company you know these words, you know, they drive me crazy because people use them and they, they misuse them, you know, because they talk about innovation and they talk about uh, passion, like if it was something that anyone can have. No, I'm sorry. But some people, they they, they are like, as, as, as 
you know, as a life, as a fucking muscle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, nobody can have, you know, like a passionate life, you know, when they're frying an egg. Oh my God, I'm such a passionate person frying an egg. No, you know, and not everybody can be a genius. You know, it's like, it's like if you, if you were unlucky enough to be born at the same time as Mozart, or as Picasso, you know, you just, I'm sorry, you are fucked. You have nothing to do against these people because these people, they were born with a gift. You know, Mozart, he was writing pieces of music when he was four years old. The bloody kid was a fucking genius, you know, and he probably knew that bananas were, he probably knew why bananas were yellow, you know. <laughs> and you, you are, and I you are here with bananas so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his father, his father was kidding him yeah. pretty bad, you know. Shut up! Play the piano. Play the piano, Amadeus. Don't piss me off, Amadeus. Can I play with the play mobile? No. You have to make an opera before three o'clock. Anyway, the thing is that the thing is that to be a genius for me, to be a genius is just like, uh, yeah, you you have been touched by the god or the goddess of whatever, you know, I mean, it's like not everybody is a genius because you need to have something, you, you need to have that, you need to be able to see, to see what, I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, it's Picasso, you know, Picasso, you know, is like uh, when he saw photography because he was born at the same time, imagine to be an artist, then to be, a, to, be yeah. to paint and then be born in the same time as uh, photography, you know, uh, which was like a revolutionary technology. But then, of course, you know, back then, artists they were probably they were painting landscapes and portraits and then who the fuck wants a portrait when you can have a photo right <laughs> but do you do you know do you know you know the, what what i'm sort of trying to get like what i was trying to say before is like the word genius like let's say you're not successful or not overly successful or not recognized but, but by then a lot of people you might be a genius you, yeah but if you say that let's say that there's a man on the street and he thinks he's a genius and he goes to a group of people that are sitting in a restaurant he goes i'm a genius they're gonna be like this arrogant motherfucker. Like, who is this man? You know, do you know what I mean? Because it's associated with success and recognition. Yes. Because yes, the, but, but if but if he was, for example, recognized, like there are artists in, in Panama that I personally don't think are very good artists. But there are also artists here that are really good, right? But but some of the really successful ones are seen as being geniuses, like, oh my god, look at this art. And I'm like. So right, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's not, you know, do, you know, because it's it's hysteria. Yeah. It's like um, I don't know why I but use we, that word. I use it because you said it earlier. But we are living in a war. <laughs> hysteria is like it's me. Hysteria, yeah, yeah. Me on my worst day of my period. You know, that's hysteria. But you know, it's um when. I, I want to say that this is very relevant also because nowadays we are living in a society where, uh, you know, this word that I really don't like, but influencer, you know, and, and then you have this, you know, I think that there is like an article, I didn't read it yet, but it's in the New York, in the New Yorker, and they're talking about these influencers, these young people who are, they, they're going to be burned out because you are influencer, why? <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and, and then you have uh, young people saying like you know it really pisses me off because you know they are not saying anything fucking clever you know they say oh be a good person okay fine fine you know i mean i i i like that people they inspire other people to be a good person you know but it's like why are these people influencers 
I mean, why? It drives me crazy. They are not innovation. I mean, they are not innovative. They are not bringing anything new to life. They're just like, they're just they're being... like, you mean they're just like taking something that exists that another person created and exactly. they're putting it on a platform. But, but influencers generally, generally influencers are physically attractive, right? Generally. Uh, yes, the ones that are used by the big brands in order to sell more, because, you know, for instance, in Spain, there are like, well, in Spain, in every country, you know, but I'm talking about Spain because this, this thing, this phenomena is driving me kind of crazy, you know, but, but it's like people who don't do nothing, but because they have like X number of followers in Instagram, then Adidas or, sorry, I, I don't want to name any brand because I have no idea, but <gasps> it's like any of these big brands, you know, they contact them and then they just uh, pay them a lot of money, a lot of money. And I know that some influencers in Spain, you know, they, they just wear like these trousers from Zara and then the, the trousers get sold out within two hours. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's, it's totally crazy. But I wouldn't say that these people are creative at all. You know, they just have like these, um, they, they are not geniuses, they are not creative. They are just like, I don't know what they are. I don't know how to classify them, honestly. Like, I think, I think that we are living through a very uh, strange times where we have a lot of- Don't you think it's, don't you think, sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, no. Because oh. I wanted to just add a point. Like, don't you think that this is again, like this thing of like, um, like you, everything's condensed. Everything is condensed to the simplest form. So for example, the influencers, like their asset is their physical appearance, right? But that's so basic. Like you don't have to do anything to be yeah. physically attractive. Yeah. And on social media, you take you take a product that exists already. Like what is the most basic thing you can do? Take something that someone else has done, stand in front of it, and go, look at this. And that's what and that's what influencers basically do. Yeah. And that and that that is that is celebrated. That is being celebrated. That's something that we are told we should aspire for because it's literally like the easy life yeah. you know like you don't do anything you post photos every day you take someone else's shit and you just talk about it like that isn't to me that isn't something to be proud of like i I've, i'm not trying to criticize influencers i'm just saying no, no we are we are criticizing we are criticizing well i mean I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am criticizing them openly and, and I mean, don't take me wrong, you know, I think that yes, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you are great, you know, uh, but uh, I'm criticizing them because I want to push them to, to be actually innovative and creative, but maybe they think like, no, you be innovative and creative, you think that you can do it better than me, I couldn't do it better than them, so congratulations to all of you who are making money, and I think that for some people who are truly creative, you know, it's like, is is a struggle, you know, it's a constant struggle because to keep up in this in this system, you know, in this society where everyone have access to to the tool, you know, everybody we, we all have access to to a mobile phone, you know, and we all have the potential to create and to so we have become our own. And I think that there is like a, a Chinese philosopher who talks about this, and we will end up all burned out because you know we all want to have uh, this uh, quick quick fix, you know, of rich and famous, you know, and then getting paid for just wearing some shoes. I mean, this is not my purpose, you know, but our society is is doing this, is 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 actually generating this, you know, uh, fever for for a quick fix on and, and then I don't know, I hope that young people doesn't confuse this shit with being a genius or or being anything inspired. like that. You know, being but being inspired is like you know, this is inspiring people. This is the thing you know, we 
some people, some young kids look at like, you know, in the class I was telling you about today, like when I when I take through the registration, like I was asking the kids what they've done in Gabby Valley. And like almost half of the kids said I didn't do anything. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I pushed them to try to tell me something. And they were like, you know, I was just on my phone or wow. I was playing a game or I was looking on TikTok. That's a couple it. of them said I was looking That's on it. TikTok. That's all they that's all they have to say. So again, they're looking on the outside for inspiration instead of understanding that you everything that you do on the inside yeah. is what is what matters, you know, because it, yeah. it your thoughts are the things that inspire you, not other people's thoughts. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah go on. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, because I, right. I was I just had an idea that thinking that sorry, maybe we sorry. just need to wait for someone for someone who actually takes all these amazing, because I still think that these, these tools that we have these days, they are just yeah. fucking amazing. Imagine, you know, because it's like, it's like uh, if you go to Cantabria in Spain, and then you go to these caves, and then you see these paintings in the walls of these caves, you know, like everybody, you know, I, I mean, not everybody's creative, not everybody can be an artist, not everybody, but someone takes a tool and then they make something amazing with that. And I'm still waiting for that because, you know, and, and then it's a job, yeah, for you, you know, you're a teacher, you know, that you need to think about this, you know, because every kid or, or every person, you know, every adult, whatever, you know, we have the tool to create something, you know, but then it's like, uh, how do we use it? You know, for me, this is the, this is the big question these days, you know, how do we use these things that, you know, because... I, I think, sorry. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, like, I was, again, I was talking about, like, the things that I want to do, the things I'm trying to develop and why I felt like I had this freeze or this uh, lack of momentum that I feel and uh, the person I was talking to was my mom she said to me like but why do you why do you need to do this now like why do you need why why like relax and I think that she's correct because if you stress yourself out like so again you look at social media look at how things work nowadays everything needs to be instant everything has become so fucking compressed into this nothingness that every it's all about speed it's like speed 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 and i don't actually think that that is the right way to approach like you all got like you the goals that you you know things you want to create because yeah. things take time things take patience and so that's what yesterday when i came back and i was looking at this picasso video or whatever i was thinking about it and i'm just like it inspired to to, to let go of this idea that i need it now helps you to like organize and to understand that it's a long process and you need to do it like little by little yeah. and to not to try to create something that is empty you know you need to create something that is deep and meaningful yeah. and full totally. of like thought you know yeah i totally agree and i think that the the fact that it's with picasso he was probably of course competing with other great artists at his time but I think that mainly he was competing with himself, honestly, like, I mean, probably not, probably not. But, you know, I think that this is the greatest thing, you know, that, and, and nowadays kids, they're just like, imagine a Janus Scorsese with an iPhone 12. <laughs> probably he wouldn't become one of the greatest directors in the history of cinema, you know, because, okay, okay, I love Scorsese. But, you know, and, 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 and he might think like, okay, these kids, they are completely retarded because they have tools in their hands that I wish, I, I mean, that I dream. I mean, I couldn't have dream of Yeah, yeah, like having... if he'd have had that, yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, but Crazy. not everybody is a Scorsese, you know, you need to have 
perseverance. I think I think perseverance, you know, is very important. And and I think this is something that if I have kids, you know, I will have to teach this my kids, you know, because nowadays, you know, you, you were saying it before, you know, everything is fast, everything is quick. We get, you know, we get bored so easily and, and we want to jump from one thing to the other and we don't keep um of, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's good to experiment with different things, but I think that you need to be very focused on what you, you need to find your, your own thing and then just keep on adding, but then you need to be perseverant, you know, and, and persevere. I think that you need to persevere. And, and this is something that uh, these social media, these things, they don't, because it's just like a quick fix, you know, constantly, you know, and we have talked about this in so many of our episodes in the podcast, like it applies to everything we do. In our lives, well, I think I think I think that that's the, the thing the point you're touching on is a massive part of this idea of being inspired. You know, to to yeah. con to consistently be working on something that you care about is going to yeah. open you up more to this idea of inspiration. Because mm -hmm. because if you shut your like I said at the beginning, if you shut yourself off, it, it's gone. Yeah. And 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 also to be to be cons I bet like there aren't many geniuses or so-called geniuses mm -hmm. that. That didn't work that hard you know that the just like it happened and then they were like oh he's a genius like yeah. if you think about it like like uh mozart you said you mentioned mozart like he worked so fucking hard you know like and and all of these people picasso worked so fucking hard Dali worked so hard anyone elon musk he worked so hard tesla worked very hard you know they all work hard that's like a that's Madonna. a common trait. Madonna yeah, work she's, hard. <laughs> she, she works hard. She's a, she's a... And she's always saying in her Instagram, because I follow her, she says, like, I tell my kids, like, nothing comes free of work. You have to work your ass off. Because if you don't work your ass off, you will never get, no, anything, get anything in this life. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't focus so much in, oh, but I'm not going to do it for no pay, or I'm not going to do it for... No, you do it because you are so passionate about something that you cannot understand life without it. And then you need to work on it. You need to work every day, you know. I mean, of course, some days, I don't think that Picasso painted uh, uh, Las Damiselas d'Avignon, <laughs> like every day, you know. It came, uh, you know, El Guernica. Um, El Guernica, I don't know, you know, it came out of a very uh, specific situation that was happening in Spain. And then, you know, the process of El Guernica, it, it must have been pretty amazing, you know, to, to paint something like that. But it's not that everything he did, it was El Guernica. You know, he kept oh, on experimenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kept on experimenting and he kept on adding and then he, he kept, he even did like ceramics, I think also, or so, so, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, he done, he done so. So I think that's, uh, he persevered, you know, and he worked hard, he worked hard, honestly. This is funny, this, this, when I think about this sort of subject, I find it really funny because, you know, like, um, I guess everyone, like at, at some stage in their life, aspires for the you know, like to aspire is a good thing. You know, it's not a bad thing to aspire for more. I don't think, my my opinion. And uh, but like when you think about when you talk when you talk we're talking about Picasso and stuff, we're talking about how prolific he was. It inspires me to go like, okay, so I need to be more prolific. I need to try different things. I need to do all of that. And in my brain, I can sit here and I can go like, yes, I'm going to do that. But by doing it, you know, like just before this podcast, I was thinking like I need to get another sketchbook because I need to do three sketches every day. Mm. Like, and if I do three sketches a day, then that will develop into one thousand, whatever, mm. nearly a thousand pieces of work or over a thousand pieces of work. 
But am I going to do that? And this is, it's not like I'm saying, no, I'm not going to do it. But also, am I going to do that? You know, but if I did do that, if I actually did do that, which if you think about it, isn't hard. It's not like, three, I don't mean like details. Like things, I just mean like lying, you know, but like, it's, if I did do that, what the chances of me attaining the things that I want to attain creatively mm. are much higher, much higher, like, like almost like 100% higher than if I don't do that. But so it's like, what is it in the mind that, that, that prevents the person, the human, the individual, me, I'm not talking really about me, I'm talking in general, from doing I, it? Is yeah. it laziness or is it like doubt or is it? You know. I, I feel it's a mixture of things, you know, I think that, yeah, laziness probably is one. And then also these days that people is competing a lot with other people, you know, it's like, it's like, oh. and they focus a lot on what others do. So they want to do the, they want to do that better, which is like not healthy competitiveness, you know, uh, I think that competitiveness uh, against the other becomes healthy when you are actually in a, in a path, you know, to achieve uh, and to learn and to be open to learn. But I think that you just have to compete with yourself, honestly, most of the time, you know, because you just want to become better for yourself, you know? And then of course, maybe when you become better for yourself, then you can, you know, I guess that that's what Michelangelo felt when he was sculpting uh, La Pietà or El David, you know, he, mm, first of all, he did it because that's what, you know, imagine that you want to do something so much that that's what all you think about, you know, and then it's an obsession, you know, these kind of people, they have an obsession. So for them, it was not work. I mean, I don't think that for them it was, it was work, you know, it was just like, but sometimes but they, it, you yeah, but, but helpers, you also have a helper, well, yes, yes, yes. Within our, yes. you know, you know, like, because I was thinking about uh, the start, you, you know, you know, I think you probably do, Grayson Perry, you know Grayson Perry? Uh, who? He's, well, he's a British artist, but he does these like, um, he dresses up as a woman half the time and he dresses up as a man. Okay. And his artwork is very, uh, he, he makes a lot of work about like small town British uh, culture. And, but he got, he, he's he done these huge tapestries. So they look like very modern illustrations, hmm. but blown up and they're like tapestries. They're like, like woven, amazing things. And I, you look at that type of stuff and you're like, fuck me, this guy's so prolific. But then he, I'm sure he has help, but you have to get yourself into the position of being able to have help. Yeah. And when you get yourself into that position, that's when you have to take advantage of that situation. But the, yes. the hard work is when is before you get, like Damien Hurst, he's the same. He doesn't really create his work. He tells people. How to, the, how to, you know, you know this, the, there's a the young British artist you know, you, uh, you heard the story of these guys. They were basically, Damien Hurst is part of this group, uh, Young British Artists. Mm. There are lots and lots of, um, like maybe 30 artists in this group and they all studied together. Damien Hurst was at university. He was like 21 years old and he decided that he wanted to have an exhibition separate from the university to do it all on his own. He, he needed, I think he got 10,000 pounds funding, he found a warehouse space, he got a 10,000 pound sponsor, I think Saatchi, Charles Saatchi, the advertising guy, he sponsored him, he created the show, he had loads of problems doing it and all of that type of stuff. He created the show because he, because he done that, mm. all of the artists in that show have a career. Yeah. He is selling work for millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And that yeah, idea I mean, is not that difficult to create. No, I mean, you need, I mean, I see that also in your life, when you have a talent, you also need to be lucky, you know? I mean, we were talking about uh, people who have a lot of talent, you know, Van Gogh, and he died and nobody knew him. He died and, I mean, yeah, he he was not an international artist well-known, you know, I mean, um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that you also need like a luck factor, you know, in order to be able to live uh, you know, it's like it's like when you hear these interviews with uh, very famous art actors, you know, and they are like, "Oh my God, I'm so lucky because I can live." But you know, how many people in the world they want to be an actor, but they don't get to win an Oscar? Yeah. You know, they don't get to, they don't make it to Hollywood. You know, but they are still actors. You know, and they perform in in small theaters in their villages or whatever, and they are no less actors than Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, um. So of course, you know, in, in life, not everybody who is an actor can be Marlon Brando or not everybody can be Al Pacino or not everybody can be, uh, I don't know, Uma Thurman, I just like Uma Thurman, whatever. But, um, yeah, but, but yeah, it doesn't, uh, you know, I don't think that these people is gonna stop from do what they do just because they cannot get, but yeah, of course, a little bit of luck and a little bit of money, it always helps, no? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, uh, it's and, like knockback not as well, like absorbing the shit. Yeah, but but you know the thing that the thing that kids the thing that you need to understand here is that not uh, you know some people is not gonna get rich by doing what they love, but if yeah. you can do what you love and and then if you can live uh, of that then great you know because yeah unfortunately we we live in a society that if if we make like an, an um, how do you call it like a like a yeah if if we uh, a questioner a questioner a questioner uh, to people out there and we ask them like uh, are you actually working in something that you love i can tell you that uh, you know a lot of people is not working by far in anything they love you know yeah um and this is pretty sad why we are actually training people in our societies to do a work that they don't love you know and what can we do in order to you know i know that probably now this is dreaming too too big but why not i mean why why cannot people try to do for a living what they actually love, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we will get to a society like that in the future, you know? Because when, when you put in your CV, I am this, but I have these hobbies, you know? And sometimes actually your hobbies is actually what you would really like to do for a living, but you know, you cannot because you would never be able to pay your <laughs> rent. <laughs> but anyway, this is, so, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's very difficult these days to be inspired uh, and to find your passion. I think it's difficult because, you know, we hear it all the time. But, um, yeah, it's uh, some, 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 yeah, I think that some kids, they don't, they don't know how to do it because they, their passion is killed uh, at a very early stage, you know, and then you lost that people, that person, you know, um, yeah. and then it comes back later yeah, I don't, I don't, it's like, it's strange, isn't it? Because there are so many aspects to it. And I still think that when you're, it's when you're an adult as well, you can still, you can still achieve. You can find you know, it, if, yes. Yeah, even, even if you're 50 or 60 or whatever age, I think you can still do it. I don't, I don't think, it, but it's just about letting go of the, the, the shackles, the shackles yeah. of shit in your brain, brain. whatever you do. You know, <laughs> like the, sh the shackles of shit. Yeah. Free, free. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I watched that documentary. 
Have um, you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah I've got it. I'll send it to you. Um, it's uh, uh, unless I'm changing the book. No, no, no. It's because everybody is talking about this documentary, which is really good because they are not talking about COVID anymore. So thank you, Britney Spears, wherever you are. You know. There's a Woody, there's a Woody Allen one as well. It's called Allen versus Farrow, right? It got released the other day. I've got that one as well. I'm gonna please send me that one because I really I'm sorry, world, but I love Woody Allen. And uh well, I mean I love Woody Allen, the artist. I mean, the person, okay, he's a bit fucked up, I have to say, <laughs> but yeah, I like, I like I love his movies. Uh, I think he's a, a genius. He's a genius and he is like a very bad person, probably. <laughs> his, his comedy, his comedy is really good as well, like his stand-up comedy. Oh, he's, com he's a brilliant comedian. I think he's a brilliant comedian. It's funny, comedian. isn't it? He's known completely as a filmmaker to like our to like you know probably you know our generation. Maybe, no, I think our generation will recognize him as a stand-up, but definitely the generation below will only recognize him as a filmmaker. But I he was love a his movies. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's such a paranoid, you know, and and uh, I love his I love his sense of humor. His early movies they are masterpieces, I think. Manhattan. Um, Manhattan is amazing. Hannah and her sisters is amazing. Uh, I don't know. I love him. So let's not go there. But yeah, send me the documentary because now this man is going to be vilified and he's going to have his walk of shame. <laughs> well, he's been walking that uh, road for a long time now. But I think that probably probably he deserves it, you know. But that that for me is uh, I'm sorry, but in this debate of the the men and the artists. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we can make a difference, but I'm, I'm gonna still love his movies. Yeah, I don't I don't think they've got anything to do with each other. Like I don't think the, the things that you create have anything to do with your personal life. But, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad because you've done something wrong. You know, like you know, I don't even know if you've done something wrong. I don't even know the guy. I've never spoken to him in my life. I don't know his daughter. I don't know any of them. So I mean, I'm, I don't have much of an opinion on it. Like, I mean, I don't know. But but obviously, if you did do that, it's wrong. Let's you know, take I, don't child, yeah. I don't support child abuse. No. Um, but uh, you know, I don't think anyone does. So apart from the child abusers themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's take let's take Caravaggio as another example. You know, he's been. Uh, well, he was a pedophile. That's what they say. He was a gambler. He was an assassin. And then the Vatican loved him because he was a fucking genius. Oh, what a coincidence. So, yeah, I remember I was told off in Rome because I entered in a church and I had, it was very hot. So I was in short sleeves and uh, the priest, uh, I wanted to see a Caravaggio. Uh, yeah. um, and, and then the priest, he was telling me off because I was show, showing my shoulders. Um, yeah. And I was very sinful. Oh, and believe that you have shiny shoulders. Yeah, how can you believe that? I mean, and then I told him, like, I'm sorry, but you know, this painting, it, it has been painted by a guy who was like an assassin, a pedophile, a gay, and, and it's inside the church. So either I take the painting home or you shut up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Did you say I that? Yes, I said that because That's I was really like, good. I mean, this is a fucking paradox, you know, this, this, you know, I'm not going to enter into all this criticism against Catholic Church, uh, but I think that it's built on a big paradox and uh, they only explain it themselves and whoever wants to believe the paradox, fine, be my guest, but, but, you know, sometimes it's too much, you know, and I was like, yeah, I understand that I need to respect 
I do understand that, but I also understand that priests they shouldn't touch kids, you know. And <laughs> but yeah, anyway, just um, oh my god, but yeah, it's a uh, but yeah, yeah. I think this is a very nice subject, and probably we should talk about it uh, more in another. Every episode. every 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 time we talk about uh, a, subject, <laughs> a, a subject, we always like when we're ending the podcast, we always go like. We should talk about this more, and we probably will talk about it more. You know, I think we will talk about it. More. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, very nice. Nice so be inspired. We need to be inspired now because the normal thing, whatever it is, is coming back. That's what I think. You know, I'm be. You know, I'm gonna end the podcast the way we started it, and I think that I'm going to be optimistic and I want to be inspired because I'm finding a very difficult. I find it very difficult to keep focused, you know. It happened to me yeah. in the pandemic at the beginning, you know, suddenly from going to from going from stress to nothing. It took me like uh, it took me a while to get used to, you know. I thought I was going to go crazy, and now it's the opposite. And I I think I don't know if I am ready, you know. I think that this is like very strange. So I need to I need to you know. I feel I I'm I'm kind of I feel anxious a little bit about what's going to happen next. Uh how I'm going to feel and climate, already climate already, yeah well yeah, well what well, climate change yeah be ready this is coming I mean they are talking about the climate wars I mean apart from Britney, Britney Spears you know they are talking about the climate wars you know and how we are Trump. going to Trump left and now no, they Trump, need to Trump the is over shit. Yeah. yes Trump is over now, now the world's <laughs> going to end because of the climate and in five years it's going to be because of the giant Copy. polar bear that lives in Alaska and then there's going to be another one there's going to be like the, the, the man who was a woman who now has the three legs you know it's like <laughs> it's fucking crazy fucking crazy uh -huh. welcome back to normal <laughs> yeah. all right great everyone it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure and be inspired uh, be, inspired, be passionate be innovative, <laughs> be creative, exactly. be an influencer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, be, just yeah. Be. <laughs> be an influencer. That sounded like crazy. <laughs> yeah, transporting. We should talk about transporting in this podcast. Why not? Let's do it. Maybe. Let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Injected with a poison. 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 Poison.